Hey everyone, and a huge welcome to the Dedicate Podcast, the wellbeing podcast to help you to get the most out of your life. We discuss health, fitness, relationships, self-love and body image, mental health, motherhood, and more. Kate Ivy here, your host of the Dedicate Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. I've been looking forward to this one for ages. Camille McClymont, known as the Cattleman's Daughter on Instagram, grew up on an Australian cattle station four hours from the nearest town, Broome. She has spent most of her life on the station, but did spend six years as a personal trainer. Camille tells us all about her life and growing up so remotely. She shares her life story, and we delve into the challenges she has faced, including anorexia and anxiety. If you or anyone you know is suffering from anorexia or anxiety, please see the show notes for some points of contact. We are super proud to have Camille on the show today, but also as an ambassador for Dedicate Rural. I'm sorry, some of the quality of the episode is a bit iffy because Camille was struggling with reception with a thunderstorm going on in the background. But anyway, it's a great episode, so we hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, we spoke last night briefly through message and you said you've had some challenges that I'd love to talk to you about. But first of all, let's learn just a bit more about you and your life. I'm fascinated by it all. It's amazing. So take us back right to the start. So you grew up where? I grew up in Kununurra, which is a small rural town in WA, Western Australia. Um, so grew up there. Um, my dad was a contract musterer, so he was out mustering a lot. So we we spent most of the time in town with mum, but then school holidays we'd go out with dad. So from a very young age, I've been like out, out back. Yeah. I did school in Kununurra until I was seven. Yeah. So I just did two years there. And then my parents bought Kaliuta Station, which is four hours east of Broome, so right up the top of Australia. Four hours east of Broome. How many towns are between Broome and where you are, or is there nothing? No, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and the, the four hours, like we say four hours, but that's when they've graded the road. If it's not okay. graded, like at the moment, it, it'll take, my partner drove out, few days ago and it took him about seven hours oh wow amazing and yeah. are they straight roads as in yeah like, yeah because we don't have that many straight roads here in New Zealand it's all windy and um it's pretty like it's flat country yeah and you country. just go straight yeah. for miles yeah oh, amazing <laughs> and so you're saying so you moved there when you were how old sorry seven seven yeah. and then yeah. high school what did you do for high school um I did Half a year at boarding school in Perth when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really good school. I made a lot of friends, but I just hated boarding. Yeah. I hated being away from the station. Um, so I only did half a year and then I came home and I did the rest. So school of the air for primary school, which is back, back when I was doing it, um, it was over the radio. Oh, it's a very old wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So every morning we tune in on the radio, me and my siblings. Oh, how amazing. How, yeah, how many siblings have you is, got? I've got an older sister and brother and then a younger sister. Cool. And how far was yeah. the nearest neighbour? Uh, 45-minute drive. It's so different to um, yeah. to isolation that we have here in New Zealand, so it's really cool to 
to, to hear about it. And okay, so and then you, what happened after high school, after your correspondence? Oh, did any of your siblings go to boarding school? Yes, my older brother and sister went to boarding school. Yeah. Um, and then my younger sister did all her schooling at home as well. And then what happened after schooling? Um, after I finished school, I uh, my parents had bought another station by then. So when mm-hmm. I was about 10, they bought another one. So they had the two cattle stations. It was a lot of work. Yeah. So I stayed on and I think I did two years after I finished school, just working in the stock camp for yeah, my and dad. And was the other station? The other station was on the Gibb River Road, which is quite a famous road in the Kimberley. It's like a one of the last dirt roads that um, you get heaps of caravanners and yeah. drive enthusiasts on it. And, okay, yeah, so two so years Yeah, so I bit. worked yep. in stock camp for a few years. Cool. Yeah, and then um, uh, I moved to Kununurra back to Kununurra where I was born Mm -hmm. and I did six years there um, and that's when I worked as a PT. So when I was, I think I was 17, I did my PT qualifications. Cool. So I moved down to Perth for I think it was six months, six or eight months and did my PT qualifications. Cool. Um, And then, um, yeah, so I set up my own business in Kununurra and did that, which I loved. So, hold on, Kununurra, is that's the nearest, that was the town you grew up in originally? Yeah, yep, yes. that's the town I was born in. Yep. Yeah, okay. And did you do family there still or any tie to there or was that just, you know, what made you go back there? Um, yeah, my sister had moved back, my older sister, so she's a physiotherapist, so she'd moved back and was working there. So cool. we moved back together and, yeah, oh, fun. living awesome. together. Yeah. yeah. And you, and you did that for six years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then what happened after that? <laughs> um, after that I moved back to the station. Yeah. So my brother and his wife um, had moved back um, and my brother was managing so yep. I moved back um, to help out. I still I still went back and forward a lot. Yep. Like I yep. still went back and helped a lot. I was still a big mm-hmm. part of the business. Um, but I went back full-time and I've been back full-time ever since. Awesome. And so describe the farm to us, the station. So we've got 10,000 cattle, head of cattle. So it's not a... Like it's big, but compared to other stations around, it's not a. It's pretty small mm-hmm. compared to other stations. We use horses a lot. We've got about sixty horses on the property. Sixty our own horses. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like during the middle of the year, we might have about between ten to twenty people out there. Yeah. Like including like guests and cattle agents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, generally, we've got a stock camp of about ten. So it's not huge, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty full on out there. But yeah, I bet. And it's, I mean, when yeah. you're there, that's you're only there. You can't just whip to the shop, or you can't whip to the movies, or even where I live on a farm, a city is well, Timaru. It's pretty much a city. Is an hour forty five drive, you know. But for you, what the nearest town is four hours. Yeah. So we during the middle of the season, like we probably have someone go into town once a fortnight yep. um, like quite regularly to pick up like vehicle parts or you know because mm-hmm. we've got so many people we have to get more food 
Um, yeah, and you know, I used to get this question lots when I lived half an hour from the nearest town. Is where do you do your groceries? So I'm going to ask you the same question: What happens with groceries? So we just put a huge order in, yeah, and then someone massive. has to go in with the ute, and yeah, they come back absolutely loaded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I guess you do you grow lots of your own supplies, or? Oh, uh, like we did a little bit last year, but unless we've got like. A, it's generally the cook's job unless we've got a cook who can, you know, maintain it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a big job. Yeah. It's a job in itself. So do you have station cooks? Yes. Yeah, yeah. we always have a cook. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose you freeze a lot of stuff. When we first get the groceries in, we get a lot of, like, fresh stuff. Yeah, so you get um, that for the you... first few days and then it just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it either, like, goes bad or gets eaten. Yeah. Kind of like anyone when they do their shop, you know, I do a big shop for the week and then I just get stuff along the way and by the end of the week you're sort of like running out of stuff. So I guess it's not too much different. You've just got got to last yeah. two weeks. Yeah. But um it's definitely like if I if I go into the supermarket here I like to just like stroll the aisles and it's such a novelty <laughs> yeah. to be like wow <laughs> yeah. so how do you feel when you go to the city like do you enjoy the city or is it like get me out of here it's too intense I can't find a car park you know what's what's your it's nice for a few days and then yeah I just I don't like it yeah um even living in town when I lived in that small town for six years like it was good but it's definitely not like I don't I don't enjoy living in town I like like I don't like having, you know, close neighbours. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice to just go outside and not worry about someone looking over the fence at you or something like yeah. that, you know, yeah. having space. And um, I saw on your Instagram the other day that the cattle get, they go on trains. Yes, uh, road trains. Road trains. Oh, road yeah, trains. So, oh, yeah, so that's yeah. the trucks, road trains. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. So it was yeah. nine yeah. nine carriages. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so uh, in the middle of the years when we do our sale cattle and yeah. we generally load about nine. I think I think last year we did the most we've ever done since we bought the property, so 25 years. Oh, amazing. This might be a silly question, but I, do know, I don't know really anything about the road trains. How do they manage getting through the city or do they, is there somewhere that, somewhere that they unload before the city? Yeah, I don't actually know how they do them in the city. Our cattle, um, they just go to Broome, so it's okay. just a four-hour trip. Okay. Yeah, cool. so they don't actually have to go through any city. But um, yeah, yeah. And as being four hours yourself. from Broome, is that kind of not too bad compared to the distance some people in Australia are? For where we are, that is quite far. Like yeah. most stations, the average like two to three hours from a town. I mean, there's a lot more isolated places, but. Yeah, and we've got a, a major river that crossed. I just lost you. So the river, when when the river floods, you're stranded, and you're not actually there all year round, are you? Because of the wet season. So talk us through the wet season. Yeah, so the wet season we get a heap of rain, and basically you do get stranded in. My husband and I were out there uh, two thousand end of two thousand and twenty, and we were stuck for. It was about six weeks. Wow. I couldn't get out, couldn't get any supplies in it. And that's actually when I was um, early pregnancy and I was really sick and we ran out of, or we only had beef. Any other food. You only had beef, did you say? So it was pretty hard. Yeah, and I was You really literally like, ran out really of everything, <laughs> so you only had the cattle on the farm that you could kill and eat. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
and I was really sick of morning sickness. Um, oh, so all you want is carbs, all, hash browns. I just wanted like plain crackers and we didn't have any and oh, could not man. eat meat. <laughs> oh, so you had beef for breakfast, lunch and tea? Yeah, I didn't eat much during that time. Oh, my goodness. So how many different ways can you have beef? I mean, it's yummy, but anything that you have over and over, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's classic. So I suppose you have mints, but then I suppose you haven't got any sauces to put with the mints. <laughs> and then, you, you know, you can have beef curry, but you've got no curry to put with the beef. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, my gosh. That, did it get a bit concerning? Like, could have, I guess if things had got really bad, someone could have helicoptered something in or if your lives were Yeah. Um, yeah, if, if, if it was like... If it had gone any longer, we would have get, gotten a helicopter out. Um, we do have an airstrip for yeah. like a plane comes and brings the mail once a week, but it was so wet that the airstrip was underwater as well. So, so was that the wet yeah, season? Have you decided fun. to stay put for the wet season, and now you're like, no, we're not staying. We're not staying put. We're out. Yeah. Well, we didn't do it this year because of Jack, like his yeah. baby. I just wasn't comfortable having a little baby in case something went wrong. Yeah. 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 No. Good. Good idea. So. We'll start with what, what's the most enjoyable thing? What do you love the most about your station life? Um, I love the outdoors, so um, wide open spaces, um, being able to go for a ride pretty much because uh, we're brought up. It's pretty much all I know. Like I've, I've never spent long times in city, so, it's yeah, that's home, all about life. It's... life is what I know. Yeah. And what would you say the most challenging things are? Uh, definitely the isolation. I don't get to see my friends very often and the sort of lifestyle that we have, you know, you don't get time really to call friends very often yeah. either. Yeah. You work from and sun so up to sundown. Where are your friends based and how did you meet them? Most of my friends are in Kununurra where I lived yeah. uh, for those six years. So that's kind of is about a 10-hour drive from the yeah. station. So I do try and get there a couple of times a year. If anyone's wondering, um, Camille's got her gorgeous son, Jack, on her lap now. Are you feeding? Feeding, as in solids? No, no, I thought maybe you were breastfeeding because I could only see part, but you're, but you're not. No, 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 the top no, of no. Head. <laughs> but I, I just, just chewing on my hands. Oh, cool, just chewing your hand. I was going to say if you can hear funny noises. Oh, hello, buddy. It's um it's not Camille it's um it's Jack. <laughs> hey buddy, so cute. Okay, so um you've had some challenges throughout your life. We all have, but you mentioned some last night that sound like they were major battles to overcome and some things that you still still have to work through now. Are you happy to share with us your experiences? Yeah, so when I was uh, 14, um, I got diagnosed with um, anorexia. And were um, you still at boarding school then? No, I think okay. I'd just come back from boarding school. Yeah. I think boarding school was sort not because of it, but boarding school was sort of where it started. Yeah, so that was a real challenge, particularly uh, living um, so isolated. Yeah. So you know, what do you think? Um, no one, everyone's very practical, so no one really had heard of, you know, what an eating yeah. disorder is. And you said you had it for five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what do you think um, brought it on? Um, I think it was just a series of events that happened in my early 
teenage teenage years yeah so it, I don't think it was one thing I think it was just a series of things um a lot of changes yeah. and that's how it yeah. manifested yeah so what did your family do to help like it would have been hard where you lived without access to you know experts yeah so we did try the doctors at the local hospital so the Broome hospital but they they just weren't experienced. They had no idea how to treat an eating disorder patient. So that was quite tough. So my mum and I ended up going down to Perth and I would get treatment there and then go home for a few months. So and what then, is treatment? Yeah. Um, I had inpatient treatments, so I was in hospital. Yeah, for a few months. Yeah, my longest stint was three uh, three months, Yeah. yeah on a drip like feeding you through that yeah way. yeah yeah well and yeah. do they give you psychological support during that time to get you through it how does yeah yeah so it was it was with an eating disorder um, team so i had a team okay. so i had a psychologist psychiatrist dietitian physio yeah um, so i don't know how yeah. else to just to describe it but it was bad it was obviously and yeah, and you, I think you couldn't because, function, you couldn't live a normal life. Yeah, because we were so isolated. So I would go for quite long periods without seeing a doctor when I was home. Yeah. So it was, I mean, my mum was very good and, yeah. you know, she um, she was amazing, but I was able to go for longer. Um, what If I'd been in the city, I would probably have, you know, weekly checkups. Yes. Yeah. And then if they saw that I was going downhill, they'd grab me right then. But yeah. I was able to, yeah. yeah. So that definitely made it hard. And, yeah, I spent a lot of time in Perth and so did my mum, which made yeah. it hard on the rest of the family. Was it sort of up and down? Um, yeah, so it was it was pretty much downhill for the first four years. Mm-hmm. And then I had my heart, last hospital admission just before I was 18. And that was for three months. Yeah. And then I remember when I left hospital then, I was like, I'm never going back again. I'm not going to do that again. So um, do and- you remember what got you there or was it just the, the journey itself? It takes a long time and then one day, it feels like suddenly one day you're sorted, but actually it's been a massive process to get there. Oh, yeah. So like when I left hospital then, I would say that's when my recovery started. Yeah. But it took such a long time and there were times when I was back down you know and was it just know, something about again. that's that's st- time that you went no this is enough like I need to sort this out yeah I, I pretty much yeah, yeah. I was, I was pretty, um, <laughs> and yeah so I think that realization that um, my body wasn't gonna keep doing this like it yeah. wasn't gonna come back again if I did it again mm. And yeah, it must have put a lot of a lot of stress on the family, and um, yeah, your mum being away from home as well with you. It's a hard one because I don't, you know, it's a. I don't want to say the wrong thing. So that was eighteen. The last thing, and you said you did your PT course when you were seventeen, so it was all sort of tied in. And yeah, so I did the PT course after. So after, okay. I was almost eighteen when I left that uh, that last hospital, and then I did, and then I stayed down there and did my PT course. I see. Yeah, 
and your schooling um, would have been quite disrupted. Yeah, so I didn't finish my last year of school. I love school. I was one of those, um, I'm very type A personality, so I love, like, I was getting good grades and I put a lot of pressure on myself. So at the end of year 11, I did really well in my exams and then I got to year 12 and, yeah, it was just, I just put too much pressure on myself. So I ended up uh, not finishing my last year of school because of that, which is a big regret of mine. And do you still put a lot of pressure on yourself now? You'll always sort of be that way, but are you managing it better? How does it look now? Yeah, I manage it better now. I am still very, like, I like to do things properly. I'm very hard on myself, but I do manage it better. Like, it's not as extreme as it was in my teenage years. And you're saying you you have challenges with anxiety as well? Yeah, so I think that stemmed from the eating disorder. Or the eating was disorder was a result of anxiety yeah probably yeah who knows I, I don't think I was an anxious child though yeah so yeah I'm not sure how yeah but I manage that a lot better now as well yeah so what um, have been your experiences with anxiety for me when it was bad it was just mainly things that um, I can't control like changes in um, when it was really bad was almost um, like OCD with my routine. Yeah. Um, and if there were changes, sudden changes to plans, I wouldn't be able to cope with that. Yeah. Working on the station in the stop camp really helped me with that because every day is completely different. You have no idea yeah. what you're doing. Or you might have a plan and then suddenly, you know, yeah. that'll do something and then, you know, your plan's gone. So you have to learn, so, learn how to be flexible. I know all about that because I have a child with um, ASD, autism, so I have to um, keep keep routines, yeah. like have a nice routine but throw things in yeah. there. Yeah. It took, it took a long, like a, it was definitely a learning curve, um, learning how to deal with that, but yeah. I'm a lot better now. Yeah. And you must be so proud of um, how far you've come. And how did you get your um, Instagram page going so well? It's, it's beautiful. You've got lots of followers. It's really cool for people to see a bit of life. You know, what? it's kind of like how the other half live. You know, you've got everyone in the cities and then you've got the extreme, you know, you living out four hours from the nearest town. And it's so cool for, for rural people and just everyone in general to see that way of life. Yeah, I never had any um, intentions of... Uh, yeah, any intentions with my Instagram page. It was yeah. basically just I live on a station, you know. Yeah. Here's what I do. Yeah. Um, people love it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so how did you meet your husband? Um, so we started talking over Instagram and then he could Did he just, just slide into your DMs, started. the old slide into the DMs track? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, and then he came over and... Um, he worked on the station with us. Yeah, it went from there. Cool. So does he have a similar background? Yes, yeah. He was a contract master quite a few years. So, yeah, yeah. We share our love of cattle and the outback and horses. Oh, how perfect. And then Jack came along four months ago and he just got married this summer too. Is that right? Yeah, we got yeah. married in January. Yeah, amazing. Whereabouts did you have that? Yeah. Uh, here where I am now, my parents' Queensland property. Yes, so that's something that's a bit confusing. So they've got the two stations in WA. 
So that we sold one of them, the one okay. on the Gibb River Road we sold and the original one we've kept. I see, yep. And then they've since bought one in, in Queensland and that's where you go in the rainy season? Yes, yep. yep. And are any of your um, siblings into the outback and into the farming, do they have anything to do with that? Yeah, so my brother and his wife were managing the station, Kalieta, um up until the end of last year. So they've moved on to another station now. So uh, Locke and I are going to be managing for this year. So, sorry, hold on. So that means you guys are managing two, am I right? No, just one. So you're taking over from them, whereas before you yeah. were working on it? Yeah, before okay. we were all working together. Yeah, I see, I see. And uh, your sister's a physio. You're saying she's a women's health physio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. She's very handy. Yeah, and is she older or younger than you? She's older, yeah. Yeah, Five and that's older. cool that you're both into, um, you know, into similar fields. So did you, I yeah. suppose you didn't play any sports growing up because there was no one to compete against or play with? No, um, I did netball when I lived in Kununurra yeah. um, for those six years and I hated it. <laughs> it's quite young <laughs> to be playing it though, like it's, you know, my seven-year-old, I'm like, oh, I think you're a bit too young for netball. Like, I'm yeah. just trying to say that actually, surely you'd love netball because I love netball. But <laughs> um, Yeah, it's... I just, I don't, I'm not competitive in, like I am very competitive within myself, but not in a team. Yeah, yeah. Sport. Like I just, I don't have that drive. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but you do enjoy running. Yes, yeah, I love running. So do you set yourself goals and stuff for running or is it just go out for a nice run to enjoy it or you've had different times in your life where you've had goals? How does that work? Um, when I've got time, I have goals, but um, if we're working, like, yeah, it's just whenever I can. I, w I would like to try and do a half marathon. I think there's one in August that I'd like to try and get to. Cool. But, yeah, see how we go. Yeah. Um, and another random question, um, how do you find social situations? Like if you turn up at a party or something, is it something that's strange because you've lived so far or is it just a normal thing and you there's enough people that you grow up with that social situations aren't an issue? Um, no, I think it's fine, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think when we were kids there were always, um, there were always adults around you get, yeah, I think I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, <lo> <laughs> I love so. it. I think I'm fine. I'm hoping I'm fine, but I've got no idea. <laughs> cool. So I'm just going to finish with some, um, some questions. So if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Uh, I would still live at Calida. Awesome. Um, I think it's a pretty special place. Pretty, pretty lucky to live there. So, yeah, I still live there. Love it. Um, I ask that question and I, th and I think about myself and where I live. And I love where I live, but two months of the year we get this fog and it freezes and it's called hoarfrost and it's like doesn't get above zero. And you just think, what? I mean, we're here because of my husband's farm. But <laughs> you think, where did I go wrong? Why the hell am I here? And then, and then the, it goes and the sun comes out and you're grateful for where you live. So have yeah. you been to New Zealand? <laughs> yes, uh, we went when I was 16. Cool, where did you go? I loved it. 
Uh, just the South Island. Cool. Yeah. Did you do a trip all, all around? Yeah. Yeah. We drove. Yeah. Family trip. Nice. <laughs> and it wouldn't be um, going the whole South Island would just be like pretty much driving to Broome just a bit further. Yeah. <laughs> it felt pretty sweet. <laughs> um, your favourite healthy food or nourishing food? Um, probably uh, any type of stir fry. I'm a big um, stir cool. fry lover. Probably my go-to meal. Nice. And favourite, um, I'm not going to say unhealthy food because we're all about everything in moderation and not classifying food as good and, good and bad, but what about your favourite sort of sometimes food? Um, oh, the thing I would have probably when we go to town, which I would say is my sometime food, would be like sushi, like good sushi. Yeah, yum. Do you have a health hack that you could share with everyone? Well, with my exercise, I try and get it done as early as possible because yeah. I'm one of those people who, you know, after 4 p.m. I'm like, no, I've had yeah. enough. I'm yeah. not going to go for a run now. So I get up, get it done, and then it just gives me such a great feeling for the rest of the day. Cool. And have you found and I can take it off my box. Awesome. And have you found that challenging with having Jack? How how do you manage that if he's up early or um so far it hasn't been too bad because cool. he sleeps till about six. So like I'm I'm always up early anyway. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> okay, if you could have dinner with anyone in the world, who would it be? Oh, these questions are hard. <laughs> Sorry, I know you've you've really got to think. Our ones previously, we've done like quick fire, fun questions, but I just found myself I've just I just got sick of them, so I had to come up with something different. So you're the first person to be landed with these questions that you have to really think about. There's no right or oh. wrong. Just whatever comes your head will be, will be fine. We're not really going. Oh, why? Surely there's someone better than that. Who who comes to your mind straight away when I say that? Probably the Queen. I don't know why. <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I saw her on the news yesterday and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, that, so that old saying, would you do that if the Queen was coming to dinner? That's actually like a real thing for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you ask the Queen? What would you yarn to her about, do you reckon? I just reckon she'd have a lot of stories. Yeah. Like if, yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool to have dinner with the Queen if she was upfront and honest and told you an insight into all the stuff that goes on. Yeah. If, if she was tight so old. <laughs> yeah, she's seen a lot. She has seen yeah. a lot. And she's been a Queen for a very long time. It's quite amazing. Who is a female that you admire apart from the Queen? Well, there's so many. Probably at the moment I would say um, my mum. Nice. Um, okay um what is your favorite thing about motherhood um getting to play with him is probably the favorite my favorite thing (laughs) and what have you found the hardest about motherhood I suppose you've you've got a wee playmate now you've that you um haven't had for a while so you've got some got some company so what is your hardest part about motherhood just the constant changes I think you get used to one stage and then you know yeah. They're on to the next stage. Exactly. Um, you think you're nailing that that stage. Like, oh, yeah, I've got it now. I've got it. And then boom. Yeah. And I do find, I find social media can be hard when you're a mum because, you know, someone's saying, oh, my baby slept through the night. Like, well, yeah. my baby's never slept through the night. Yeah. So what am I doing wrong? 
So did you find, um, back to social media, did you find it, have you found it a bit of a journey having a platform or have you been able to de detach yourself from that, like um, ha having lots of followers? Yeah, I, I haven't found it. Like I've never been trolled or anything. Yeah. Um, so in that way, it's been good. Um, it has actually been since I've been a mother. I think there's an amazing support group out there of mums. Yeah, um, that's which I'm really very cool. grateful for. Yeah. But then you also do get the odd person who, like, well, why are you doing that when you sign this? That's wrong. And those yeah. those kind of um, messages, yeah. you know, you try not to take them to heart. But yeah, but like, they oh, well. do cut quite deep. It's words and yeah. things in writing. It's something about it. It's I feel like it's more harsh than someone actually saying it to your face. Yeah, definitely. And you just, you just think about it all the time and it really niggles in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's the only problem, I think. Yeah. It's and something is, you have to learn to deal with. Yeah. Just like everything in life, there's always things coming our way, isn't there, that we have to take on board and learn and adapt. So is there something surprising about motherhood that you weren't expecting? Um, I think how much I love it. Like I yeah. never thought I was very maternal. Yeah. Um, um, but he just fits in. Like he fits in so well. Um, and I think having a boy, um, you know, I think if it was a girl, I might be a little bit, I know, you shouldn't be, but I'm probably a little bit more precious, whereas with him, yeah. you know, chuck him in the buggy, comes yeah. out to see the horses. And you literally think um, of him as your little cowboy, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is really awesome to have you as an ambassador for Dedicate Rural. We're so excited. As we're recording this, we've got about 10 days to go, but when this goes out, um, it'll be starting tomorrow. So, yeah, we're so excited. So thank you so much for joining us. So I just want to ask you a couple of questions about Dedicate. So um, what is your favourite Dedicate workout? Definitely Ignite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Ignite lover. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one. But I also... Um... I am also loving the yoga. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah fantastic. Unreal. And Billy, they're both. Yeah, amazing. yeah, amazing. Yeah, mm. very good. And they both, um, they really complement each other with their completely different styles. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. And what are your goals for Dedicate Rural? Um, uh, in terms of, like, fitness goals, I... Uh, when I started, one of my goals was to uh, do push-ups on my toes again, cool. um, and I'm I'm up to five now, so awesome. I'm getting there. And I just want to let everyone know that Camille has been cleared by her sister to do intense exercise. So just in case there's, you know, there will be some women out there who are four months four months postpartum who need to stick to the um, postpartum program to repair and strengthen. So I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, and I'm very if I if I feel any niggles or anything, I um I don't push my body. Yeah. Um, I'm very conscious of you know not wanting to injure myself or yeah. do permanent damage. Yeah. So the press ups yeah. five on your toes so far, awesome. Yeah. And I find press ups are different on different days. Some days you can do heaps, and other days it's a mission. Do you find that? Yeah. Yeah, especially because um I find like if I've done. Some core exercises the yes. day before, and my core's a little bit fatigued. Yeah. yeah. What is it that you like about Dedicate? Um, it feels like when I do the videos, like I'm actually in the room with the instructor. I love, 
I love all the instructors. I think they're very um, encouraging, but not not too. I don't know how to explain it, but some instructors you get are quite. I don't know. They just feel like a bit condescending. Mm-hmm. Whereas I find instructors on dedicate are. You just feel like you're in the room and they're they're with you, sort of. Um, and you're on the same level. Yeah, like- and the right amount of encouragement. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, that's they're nice. not saying, yeah, they're, they're on the same level with your fitness and, yeah. Or if it's um, some that won't be the same level of fitness, but I'm hoping this is what you mean, like we're speaking to you like we're, we're, we're not better than you. We're not... We That's don't think exactly we're, right. we're better. We're we're one of you and here we are working out together. Yeah, and then I also love like sometimes a kid will come in or, yeah. you know, something yeah. will happen and you just like, mm, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, during lockdown, you should have seen it during lockdown. I had my kids just everywhere and mine aren't on too often now because they're at school, um, but they used to be. Yeah, on there all the time. The worst was um, Imogen, my youngest, Emmy. She brown-eyed the camera. Oh. <laughs> it was when we did a live one. It's quite oh. funny. But <laughs> everyone was doing um, a prone hold, so they're in a oh. planks with heads down, so I think most people missed it. But bit of a laugh. I've hopefully got it somewhere for her 21st. Um, I need to check it down. <laughs> to finish off, um, just some advice for anyone struggling with, with an eating disorder um, or someone who has a child going through a similar thing to what you went through, what would be your advice to them? Um, definitely to seek support, um, whether that's professional or just, you know, a friend or family member who can, you know, help you. Um, I think it's one of those things where um, uh, secrecy makes it 10 times worse. You need to talk about it um, and, yeah, share the burden and people people want to help. People who love you will want to help and the right professionals will want to help and you can get help. Like it's not something you'll have forever. Yeah, and there is people out there that are trained in it and qualified and like who you saw in Perth that that know yeah, yeah 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 it's definitely definitely worth seeing the right professionals not just yeah. your general GP yeah yeah okay and back to working out so I'm a bit all over the show today guys um <laughs> I'm playing golf this afternoon maybe I'm thinking about that I don't know but mm-hmm. the other question was advice for um, people juggling a lot or women on farms struggling to fit the exercise in. So some advice for them going into Dedicate Rural? I would say just uh, we'll plan, plan your week to start off with. Um, it out, you know, it makes things a lot easier to stick to when it's written out and on the fridge. Um, and so maybe, you know, your husband knows, okay, I'm going to take the kid at, your kid at uh, five o'clock and you know, you're going to be able to go and do your, your workout. Yeah. Um, so having a plan, I find, helps. And, yeah, eliminating those things that, um, you know, excuses or like um, I've got to go do the, the chooks or something like that. Yeah. You know, making sure that everything's done and you're organised and yeah. ready. Um, and just setting that, si- that time aside for yourself. Um, you may not want to do it when you start out, but you will always feel... A hundred times better once it's finished. 
And you're just so right. Like I think about it so often when I'm like, oh, I just do not feel like it. And I think about how many people out there then don't do it. And I, you know, it's yeah. just getting that message across to, to people that it's normal to not feel like it. So push through, get that gear on, push play, do it, and you will feel so good. Like it's, it's crazy, isn't it? How good you feel afterwards. Yeah. And sometimes I'll start out um, and I'll be really tired and I'll just say to myself, okay, I'm just going to take it really eat. Like I'm tired. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to do it. And then, but midway through, I'm like, yes, this is great. Yes. And just like pumping out, the, you know. Yeah, I think getting yeah. through that first 10-minute mark is quite good. Sometimes it takes me 10 minutes to go, okay, I am actually enjoying this. Like the first 10 minutes can sometimes be a real like, oh, going yeah. through the motions <laughs> and, oh, this is hard. I've got excuses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even when I'm yeah. filming, sometimes I find um, – I have to stop myself from sort of complaining to everybody. Like this, I quite like that when, I, like, yeah, totally. When someone's like the instructor's like, "Oh, like I'm really tired today." Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I'm there with you. <laughs> and I do, but then I'm like, "How much is too much?" Like, do you want to listen to me complaining the whole way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm pleased we got through that. Jack's a wee champ. Thanks so much, Jack. He's just starting to practice. Yeah. Perfect timing. Mm. Amazing multitasking mum. Yes. Well, I was going to say we've, we've got our workout coming up soon, but that would have been done by the time everyone listens. But I'm super excited for that. So I'll touch base with you over the next few days and we'll get some things firmed up for that. And, yeah, thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Thanks heaps, Kate. This is great. So much fun. Thank you. Have a great day. See ya. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to the Dedicate podcast. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss our future episodes. We would appreciate it so much if you could also leave a rating and review. It won't take long. If you enjoyed that episode, you'll also enjoy from season one, Anna McDermott, from anorexia to motivating thousands. Also season one, two raw sisters, overtraining, eating disorders, chronic fatigue, what rock bottom taught us. Season two, Amy Allport, nutritionists aren't immune to disordered eating either. And season three, Carol Patterson, my experience with overtraining and undernourishing. And for another episode on Station Life, check out last week's with Pip Cameron. Dedicate is the online health and fitness community for rural and real women, mums and those who love a down-to-earth approach to fitness. Join our Trans-Tasman community with your seven-day free trial at kateivyfitness.com. Dedicate Rural 8-Week Fitness Challenge starts tomorrow, Monday the 21st of March and we are so excited. Follow the equipment plan, no equipment plan or choose your own with a blank planner. We also have amazing prizes up for grabs each week from rural businesses. Check it out at kateivyfitness.com slash dedicate slash rural. The link will be in the show notes.